Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to our family, friends, and loved ones who are visiting with us this morning. We hope that um, you've been having a great time with us, singing songs of praise and reflecting on our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, as we continue in our series uh, this year in the book of Hebrews, uh, uh, we are considering how we can go deeper still, uh, playing on our theme from last year. And I hope that uh, one, we are committed, brothers and sisters, uh, to this idea of really going deeper. I trust that we would have all been challenged in some way, form or fashion with regards to what does that mean for us? Um, the things that we would have learned last year and just the things that we are continuing to learn this year as we go forward. Uh, this morning, um, we're going to look at chapter two in Hebrews. And um, what I can let you know is that I'm just going to be looking at four verses this morning in Hebrews chapter two. Um, and there's a lot of meat in this particular chapter. Um, the, the rest of the book, it, it kind of hinges on, sorry, the rest of the chapter, I would say, kind of hinges on two concepts here. Uh, the first uh, speaks about what we're going to be talking about this morning, and I'll share that just now. But the other part of this uh, speaks about the humanity of Jesus and the fact that he was fully human. And uh, we'll touch on that a little more, or a little bit, I would say, next week uh, as we go into chapter three, uh, so that we wouldn't necessarily skip out this huge chunk of this uh, book. But I did warn you guys, are we not going to go into every single verse uh, in the, um, the book of Hebrews? Otherwise, uh, we could be there for a long time. But I do think that uh, there are some amazing uh, themes that we are going to be able to glean from and allow for us to, to think about how do we go deeper in our walk with God. So um, before we uh, get into uh, the time this morning, uh, please pray with me. Amen. Father, we love you and we are so grateful for you. You are a merciful God. Uh, Father, the, we, we don't have words to fully describe your majesty, your holiness, your righteousness, your perfection. But God, uh, we will not stop trying. We will not stop trying to figure out how to, to truly uh, speak of, of, of who you are. Uh, all our hallelujah belongs to you, as the song says. And this morning we praise your name and we glorify you. Uh, we commit our lives to you, Father. And uh, we devote this time to re the reading of your word, uh, to the meditation of your scriptures, but also to the fellowship uh, in whatever way, form or fashion that we have this morning. Maybe some of us are in our homes with our family members, who are disciples, and we can have that fellowship. And we thank you for that. For some of us, it's just us alone, but we can get to be a part of the fellowship via the online platform that you've provided for us. And we thank you for that as well. And God, we look forward to, to seeing what you will do in 2022, God, as we dream about the possibility of, you know, coming back together again soon and, and, and how all that will, will play out. I pray that, Father, you would quiet our souls, help us to, to trust you. And God, help us to be still and to know that you are God. And I trust that, Father, you will, will continue to, 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 to chart the way forward for us 
And once we follow you, God, we will be at peace, no matter if things are just continuously in disarray as we would see it. So again, we love you. Thank you again for um, your word. Thank you for the Hebrew um, writer who wrote this book in Hebrews. We trust that, uh, Father, your spirit will speak to us as we read it and consider what it has to say. We thank you. We love you. Uh, be with me at this time. May my words be yours. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, um, so far, uh, in his attempt to encourage these Jewish converts uh, to persevere in their faith, the Hebrew writer has made the point that God has revealed himself and spoken through Jesus. Remember, that's what we talked about last week, right? God has spoken. And even though God spoke powerfully through prophets and angels, Jesus is greater than the prophets and angels, and his message is greater than theirs as well. So we come upon the first of five exhortations, meaning both to admonish and to encourage, right? So prayerfully, we'll be admonished and encouraged to pay attention or pay careful attention to our salvation, lest we drift away. Since God has spoken in this way through Jesus, we too must pay careful attention to what he has to say. So read with me at this time in Hebrews chapter 2, reading from verse 1 through 4. It reads, We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, was, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to this or to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. The title of the sermon this morning is So Amazing a Salvation. Uh, the text actually says it, so great a salvation, but just a play on words here, so amazing a salvation. Point number one this morning is don't drift away. Don't drift away. You know, Christians were being persecuted and were struggling to stay faithful to Jesus. They wanted to turn back to their old ways of Judaism and take the easy road. Avoid any more trouble or threats and just blend in. The author's exhortation is to pay the most careful attention so that we do not drift away. You know, we drift when we stop paying attention, don't we? And take our eyes off of what is anchoring us. Most of us, if not all, know what it's like to be in a kayak, right? Or a rowing boat, or to try to stay in that same place while we're in that can canoe or whatever that uh, uh, boat may be. 
You know, you have to pay attention and constantly adjust, right? You know, if you don't pay attention, you will slowly but surely drift away. You know, we take our eyes off of Jesus, right? Not so. We stop watching the shoreline. You know, it's the same thing spiritually is what I'm saying. You know, these Hebrews had taken their eyes off Jesus and their salvation, and they were drifting. You know, just like Peter walking on water during the storm, it's easy to take our eyes off Jesus and put them on something else like a problem. Is that where your focus is this morning? You know, especially as you grow older in the Lord, you realize that following Jesus isn't always blue skies and rainbows, right? You know, you're fighting, but you get more and more scars. You know, you, we're still in the, this world where we experience pain. You know, we begin to accumulate disappointments and hurts. They're just piling up, right? You know, we've prayed significant prayers that God hasn't granted yet. The ups and downs of relationships in the church, friends moving or leaving the church, not finding that special man or woman yet, family members who haven't made Jesus Lord yet or who did and left. You know, sure, we keep on keeping on, right? Or we keep doing our best. But underneath and inside, it's really, really challenging. It's like, Lord, are you seeing any of this I'm going through? You know, I remember uh, Boxing Day, we went to Maracas Beach. My wife and I, the kids, and we had a, um, a sister from Barbados, uh, Sister Crystal O'Neill was staying with us. So she joined us as well too for the Christmas period. And I remember being in Maracas Beach and um, we were able to, well, of course it, hadn't, it had been years since, well, maybe, maybe three years or so since I'd been to Maracas or maybe more. And, um, but I wouldn't normally go into the water that easily. But somehow, of course, with this drought of just seeing water, salt water that is, you know, I was very, very enticed to go in. But I'll never forget, or I will, I will, I will, the thing that I remember about that time was while we were in the water, at first there wasn't any lifeguards. But then the lifeguards came on the scene maybe later on in the morning, about nine or so. And as we were there, you just heard this whistle really, really loud. I'm sure you've experienced it before. And it would be the lifeguard telling you, do not swim in this particular section. Um, I'm, I'm told that this is where the, 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 the tide or the current of the water gets turbulent because I think the waves kind of meet. Uh, don't hold me to that, but anyhow. Um, but somehow it's dangerous. And he, he put up these flags on the shoreline showing you where you should not swim in that particular section. And um, so you kind of look around and see, but it was, it was interesting because you keep hearing that whistle over and over again. Why? Because some people would naturally veer into that direction, not realizing, oh, I'm, I'm drifting into this 
dangerous path. And then you'll have to hear the, you know, um, the, the lifeguard whistle you and say, move from there. You know, I think that's, that's a very similar concept we're talking about here. You know, the context is real. You know, we have to be very careful. Otherwise, we will drift, brothers and sisters. You know, there are some of the most common signs I've seen and experienced when we are drifting, you know, is extended periods of not praying or being in the word, in the word of God. When you start thinking, man, I haven't prayed or read my Bible in X amount of weeks, months, hopefully not years. You know, habitually missing meetings of the body. Something else just seems to always come up, especially these days of COVID-19. You know, not being open or confessing sin or living in the light as First John calls us to. You know, people don't know that's or what's going on with us anymore. You know, so relationships are weakened. You know, becoming more like the world or worldliness instead of more like Jesus. We see this in how we dress, in our speech, in our interests, our schedule, right? What we watch, what we listen to, etc., etc. You know, unbelief or apathy or faithlessness, you know, just forget it, right? God's going to do what God's going to do, right? So we don't business, right? You know, when we're okay with unresolved conflict, we stop trying to reconcile with each other and we decide, well, no, well, I ain't really business anymore. Unimpressed with our salvation. Wow. It's like we've become so lacking in our, in our view of what we've received that we become ungrateful for what God has done for us and what we've received from him. That's a scary place to be, isn't it? You know, entitled or I deserve, that I deserve attitude in the church. You know, not getting anything out of it, right? What is in it in what is in it for me? What, 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 what do I get from this when I show up? You know, we stop evangelizing and telling people about Jesus and his church. It's his church, by the way. These signs are like the weather alerts on your phone, flash flooding, right? Or the yellow or red alerts, right? When they talk about, hey, there's a storm coming or there's some, um, we expect a lot of rainfall tomorrow and you got to look out for flooding in, in, in your area. So it's a warning, right? It's telling you to be prepared or be, be careful. Well, in this case, the warning here is about us drifting away, right? Sometimes we don't even know if we're drifting. So what we do, we ask a close friend, a mentor, someone, a one another relationship partner, whatever you want to call it, right? Discipling partner, you all, we know it, right? Am I drifting, brother or sister? Because guess what? The signs 
I'm sure it will be clear for them to see. You know, some are drifting, but we won't ask. We've got to love them and be like those rumble strips on the side of the highway, right? If you know, um, some years back now, they started using that, that method where when they pave a road, at the, at the side of the road, they will kind of rough it up, right? And it's meant to, if the driver is either falling asleep or not paying attention and you drift into that path, which is going up off the road, you will start to feel the bump, right? And pretty much that's a warning. No, 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 get, get back in your lane or get back on the road. Same thing. You know, we have to be that for one another, you know, and be able to say to someone, guys, or brother, sister, you are drifting in a loving way. That's what we all need. You know, not, not the time to worry about being obnoxious, right? You know, sometimes we, we, we try to tell ourselves, oh boy, I want to come across a certain way. And I've been there. I know what that's like. I'm a people pleaser by nature. I don't like to, 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 to get all in people's grill. But there are times I have no other choice, right? And, and, and I've seen the need for it. And I continue to grow in that area. How about you? Are you concerned about how you come across to this brother or sister? Or are you going to love them in spite of how you feel, right? Let's do our best to love, to be patient, to be kind, considerate. But let's speak the truth to one another. If you see someone drifting, you got to say something. We cannot watch each other just drift away and say nothing. That is unloving. It is not of God. The truth is, they will thank you for it. They will. I mean, I'm sure you've been on, 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 on that side of the table before where you've spoken the truth to someone and they see the error of their way and then they come back to you and say, you know what, bro, sis, thank you very much for pointing that out to me. I didn't realize it at first. I've been there before and it's refreshing, you know? It doesn't happen all the time. No, sometimes it's not received in the way that we want it to, but that's okay. The truth is you did your part. You love that person and you got to stick in there with them. And if you're drifting, wake up, wake up, repent. You know, don't have, you don't have to feel bad. It's okay. You're not too far gone. Trust me. The Bible says the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. You know, God still loves you. He hasn't given up on you. Get some help. Talk to somebody. Get back in the game, if you want to put it that way. You know, we got to keep fighting, church. You know, let's help each other not to drift. Amen? Don't drift away. Second point is pay attention to what we have heard. Pay attention to what we have heard. And in life, there are penalties for not paying attention. Isn't that so? You don't pay attention in school? Well, 
You have a hard time passing your test at the end of the term. Don't pay attention on the job. Well, depending on the job, it might endanger lives, including your own life, right? You don't pay attention to your finances. You could end up in some serious debt or even broke, <laughs> right? You know, we've got to pay attention because there are spiritual penalties also, right? You know, the, the law in part was given by angels and lawbreakers were punished accordingly in Deuteronomy chapter 33, right? Many severe punishments for violating the law were given through angels. In Exodus 32, Moses and Levites killed 3,000 Israelites for idolatry and making a golden calf at Mount Sinai. In 2 Samuel 6, Uzzah tries to steady the ark. Remember that guy? And was struck down for irreverence. Number 16, Korah and the 250 others who rebelled against Moses were swallowed up by the earth. You know, Jesus being greater than angels. You know, what escape from punishment will we have if we ignore our awesome salvation and drift away? We will have no excuse. We will have none whatsoever. And if we drift and ignore our salvation, if we allow ourselves to fall asleep at the spiritual wheel, if we grow disenchanted or apathetic to what the grace and salvation God has given us, discouraged by the trials of this momentary life, disappointments, setbacks, unmet expectations, unfulfilled hopes that come with spiritual age, the virus, COVID-19. If we allow these things to happen, how will we escape? How? You know, Alcatraz was known for being one of the most secure prisons ever. And it was an island, had freezing cold water around it, you know, strong currents, all right? So during its 29 years of operation, the penitentiary claimed that no prisoner successfully escaped, but it is rumored that three men did escape and their story was turned into the movie, Escape from Alcatraz. Never seen it before, but I heard about it. It's a rhetorical question, but the answer is we can't. We won't escape. The message spoken through Jesus is even more binding than the one spoken through angels. You know, we will receive a just punishment for ignoring Jesus. We will be forever confined to the prison, to a prison far more secure than Alcatraz, the prison of hell, and an eternal separation from God. I know sometimes you don't like to hear that. But that is scriptural. That's real. That's as real as it gets. And we have to bear it in mind, brothers and sisters. We have to remind ourselves of what is at stake. But if that's just for the Christians, you know, 
those not in a right relationship with Jesus, how will you escape? Remember, he's talking to the Christians here. Now, if that's for them, how will you escape? In John 3, 18, he says, whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. So if that's your position, then according to John, you already stand condemned. You know, we need to pay attention to the message Jesus is speaking. You know, he died, was buried, and rose again on the third day so that you could have salvation. You know, what an awesome salvation it is. He takes us, his enemies, and makes us part of his household. He dies for the ungodly to save us from his wrath. He gives us his righteousness while taking our sin upon him. He pays our debt. Not only that, but he credits our account with riches. He rescues us from the dominion of darkness and brings us into the kingdom of the son he loves. He kills the fattened calf, puts a ring on our finger, his best robes on our shoulders and throws a party for us who rejected him and squandered our wealth in wild living. He releases us from the bondage of slavery and sets us free from sin. He puts us in the will, co-heirs with Christ himself, who inherits all things. Wow! Isn't that awesome? You know, it is so awesome, a salvation. So where you want to go? Who would in their right mind is going to leave that behind? To go to what? What can that compare to? There's nothing that can compare to this salvation that God has given us. You know, it was confirmed by signs, wonders, and miracles done through Jesus and the apostles. Let's pay attention and not ignore it. This week, I encourage you to take some time to pray and meditate on our salvation. As we pray and fast, let us think about this glorious, awesome salvation that we have received. Take some time to, 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 with someone else and talk about it. Remind each other of it. We need those reminders, brothers and sisters. We need to be reminded of this amazing race that we are in and this awesome salvation we have received. If you are a guest, if you're not a disciple of Jesus, I encourage you to study the Bible. Learn about it. Learn about this salvation and get to know who Jesus really is from his word. So, are you drifting? Please do whatever it takes to find out. 
Because if you don't, chances are you are. If you find out that you are drifting, focus your attention again to what you have heard. We've heard the message of Jesus. We've heard about what he's done for us. We know it's true. We understand. Allow that to speak to our hearts again. So we do not drift. Even though the challenges are raging and they will continue to even get worse, we need to stand firm and do not drift. So don't ignore this awesome salvation. Amen. And God bless you.